How many of you guys, as a kid, growing up, one of your favorite things to do was to play hide-and-seek? Anybody? Anybody, like, hide-and-seek was your thing. You were like, I am the best. I know for me, for me, I loved hide-and-seek. I was small enough. I can fit into small spaces, and it was, I still can, probably. And, uh, and it was hard for people to find me, and I loved how many of you guys actually today, you still love playing hide-and-seek today, like at this age? Yeah, yeah, I don't think you, does anybody ever really get tired of playing hide-and-seek? Um, but here's the deal. Here's what I've learned. Listen, shh. Here's what I know about hide-and-seek. Here's what I've learned about hide-and-seek is that nobody, I mean, how many of you guys agree with me? Nobody likes to be the seeker, right? You serious? You love being the seeker? How many of you guys actually like being the seeker in hide-and-seek? How many of you guys like being the hider? Yeah, I think most everyone likes to be the hiders. Do you guys remember how you would pick, how you would pick the seeker? you remember what we would do? There, was, there were a few different options. There were a few different scenarios. We would do the one, two, three, not it, right? Or, uh, or nose goes, right? Or what's, what's fishbowl? I've never heard of that. Looks like a toilet bowl. Bubble, bubble gum, bubble gum in a dish. Say it with me. How many pieces? All right, let's stop right there. Or maybe this one. Eeny, meeny, miny, amo. Yeah. But here's the deal. Nobody wanted to be the seeker. Here's one thing that, um, and this might have been kind of mean, but one thing that um, I enjoyed doing was picking the kid to be the seeker who couldn't count very good, so you could have more time to hide, right? Who's with me? Come on. That sounds like something Rex would do, totally. Yeah. And here's the deal. Listen, listen. And you know why that is, is because um, every single one of us, the reason we like the hiding part in hide and seek, every single one of us in our nature, we want to hide. A lot of times we want to hide in our nature and who we are. And I've discovered, students, that as we get older, we stop playing neighborhood games or hide-and-seek with our friends. But here's what we begin to do. We begin to play hide-and-seek with God. We begin to play hide-and-seek with God. And so tonight, students, we're going to get real. We're going to talk about some things that could be a little bit uncomfortable and, but I want to challenge you tonight to, to put your guard down, to just open up your heart and open up yourself to receive to what God wants to do, to what he wants to speak to you tonight. Because I believe that tonight, every single one of you are here for a reason and for a purpose. And, and I believe tonight, what we're going to do is we're going to discover that. We're going to talk about that tonight. So uh, here's kind of the main point. And if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. I want you to know this, is we may have a nature to hide but God has a nature to seek. We may have that nature to hide. We want to hide all the time. And, and a lot of times what we do is we, met, we mess up, we make mistakes, and we try to hide these things, and we try to lock these things away, and we try to do so no one will know about it or people won't know. But God has a nature to seek. And I believe that you're here tonight not by chance and not by mistake, but you're here tonight because God has sought you out. He drew, drew you here. And he wants to do something in your life tonight. And so I just know that it, here's, what we, here's what I know, that if you uncover it, whatever that is, that sin, that, that mess up, that mistake, if you uncover it, God will cover it. 
I know that, that I know like it's kind of a play on words there, but if you uncover that, that God will come in and he'll say, I got you. I got you covered. I'll cover that. I'll take care of that sin. I'll take care of that thing in your life. And if we're to be honest tonight, and we might as well, we're in church, we would all say that there's something in our lives that we wouldn't want anybody to know about. I would say almost every single one of us in this room, there's something in our lives that we don't want other people to know about. Something in our lives that we want to keep hidden. Something kind of like dirty laundry. And that's kind of what this whole series is about, called Dirty Laundry, is that uh, how many of you guys like... Um, maybe, maybe your parents are inviting someone over to the house and your mom's like, clean your room. And so what do you do? Or put your laundry away. And so you go in your room and you're like, you start shoving stuff under the bed or just throw it. And how many of you guys, truth, tell the truth, shame the devil. How many of you guys do that? Yeah. Come be once. All right. All right. But we just throw it. We just throw it places. We just try to get rid of it. And we hope that mom doesn't catch us, or we hope that no one notices. And, um, <clears throat> but we hide things. Maybe, maybe for some of us in the room, listen, we hide things. Maybe for some of us in the room, maybe it's an addiction that we're hiding. Maybe it's a sexual thing that we're hiding. Maybe it's an abuse thing that we're hiding. Maybe it's a lying or a cheating thing. But no matter what, it's a hidden thing. Maybe it's a lifestyle thing. And what we have to realize, students, is this. The dirty laundry we hide, God will expose. But the dirty laundry we expose, God will clean. Let me explain um, in Luke 12, verse 3. Because nothing, nothing um, hidden ever stays that way. It says this, the time is coming when everything that is covered up will be revealed. And all that is secret will be made known to all. Whatever you have said in the dark will be heard in the light. And whatever you whispered behind closed doors will be shouted from the housetops for all to hear. You see, students, one day, one day everything will be exposed. One day everybody will know. Everybody will find out. And God wants us to give us an opportunity to bring these things to light before he does. God gives us a chance to come clean on things that we're hiding. <clears throat> God wants to un- un- uncover things and, and that are keeping us from being fully the person that he's created us to be. It doesn't matter how shameful, how embarrassing those, those things might be. God, he wants to cover those things. So if we could think back a few years, actually a lot of years to the very beginning, think back about Adam and Eve in, in, uh, in the book of Genesis verse, or chapter 3, it talks about Adam and Eve, and it talks about them in the garden, how they, they walked with God, they talked with God, they hung out with God, they spent time with Him. And all of a sudden, they, they said there was a tree, and what was it called? The tree of what? Good and evil. And what was God's instruction for this tree? Huh? Don't eat of the fruit from this tree. So one day, they're hanging out in the garden, right? And here's the deal. Um, I don't know if you guys realize this, but God created us without clothes on. I, you're born this way. It's amazing. It's wonderful. You don't come out wearing Levi's and like, you know, he created us this way. He made us this way. And that's how his original intent. I'm, I'm kind of glad that, well, but we were created this way. And so 
And so he, so he, there's the, the tree of good and evil, and, and God is like, he's like, hey, you guys, you can do anything you want. You can name all the animals. You can, you can ride a lion if you want. You can hang out. You can go swimming. You can do all these things, but there's only one rule. Don't eat from this tree. Just this one tree. You can eat from all the rest of them, but not this one. So what happens is the devil, the enemy, he shows up in the form of a snake. And he's sitting there, and he, he's at the tree, and he's like, oh, man, this tree is the best tree in the whole garden. You got to try this fruit out. And Eve is there, and, and he gets her, tempts her to try the fruit, to take a bite. And all of a sudden, Eve's like, oh, this is the best. Adam, you should try some of this. Adam's like, oh, I don't know, Eve. Okay. And like, you know, who's going to say no at that point? And so, so he, he eats the fruit. And, and, and you guys know what, what happens. Anybody? And so God shows up, and he starts looking for him. He's like, where are you guys? So immediately, as soon as they ate the fruit, immediately they knew and they realized that they were naked. And the Bible says that they were ashamed, which is amazing to me because they never knew anything else. All they knew was how they were made, how they were formed. They didn't have anybody else to compare themselves to. This was it. And then all of a sudden, as soon as they ate that fruit, they knew. They knew, and it was instant. And they knew that they were, they were naked and that they were afraid and that they were ashamed. And so what they do, the Bible says that they, they took fig leaves and sewed, sewn them together and made clothing. And like... I don't know about you, but like leaves would not be comfortable. But they made clothing out of leaves, put them together. God comes walking back to the garden. He's like, hey, where are you guys at? All of a sudden, they're like, oh, here, here you guys, here, here we are. And God's like, what's the deal? Like, why are you, what's, what's, what's going on? You guys ate from the tree, didn't you? Like, yeah, we did. And so here's, so what happened was because of, it could go on, but because of Adam and Eve's sin, because of, of their disobedience to God, now every single one of us have to fight that battle of sin, have to go through that because of what they did, because of what they set up for us. And, and, and sin came to all people. See, students, God isn't coming to us to when we're talking about our sins and we're talking about our mess ups and our mistakes and how these things will be brought to light. God isn't doing this to embarrass us. He's not doing this so we could look like a fool. He's not doing this for us so we could look stupid. God is coming after us because he loves us. God wants to forgive us. He wants to help us. He wants to cover our sin. He wants to cover our shame. He wants to cover our guilt. So deep down, we know the junk in our lives. We know when we mess up, and Adam and Eve knew the moment they had messed up. And here's the thing. God knows that we're going to mess up, but here's the deal. God cares about more about your next step than your misstep. He cares more about your next step than your misstep. See, when we mess up, God doesn't want us to run and hide. He doesn't want us to live in guilt and to shame. He doesn't want us to conceal things and just hold them in and to cover them up. God wants us to, to uncover them so he can cover it. <clears throat> well, here's how that looks. And I got really like two quick points that I want you to know. 
Here's how that looks. How do we uncover things that we hide or the things that we struggle with? The first thing is this. You got to tell God. You got to tell God. First John 1, 8 and 9, it says this. If we claim to have no sin, we're only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to him, which is God, he is faithful and he's just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. How do we tell God? How do we do that? Just a simple prayer, a simple conversation. We go to him and say, God, I messed up. I made a mistake. Will you forgive me? And I guarantee you every time, God, we we repent. We say we're sorry. We ask for forgiveness. And every time God's going to say, I love you so much. I love you so much. I forgive you. I forgive you. And the second thing is this, you got to know, is the first thing is you got to tell God. The second thing is you got to tell somebody. I know this is like, this is the difficult thing right here. James 5, 16, it says this, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Here's the kicker. That part right there, we're all like, I ain't telling nobody nothing. Like, I'll talk to God. I can tell him some things. But when we, when we have, may have to tell others, like, mm I ain't telling nobody nothing. I ain't, I ain't doing that. And, and, and here's the deal. Here's what I want to tell you tonight. Don't take this the wrong way. Don't just go telling your story. Don't just go, don't go telling everyone everything. That, don't do that. And so, so here's what I want to do. That verse, I want you to leave that up on the screen because there's four things that I want you to pour, pour, pull out of this verse. And these things are very vital. These things are so important. And you got to catch these things tonight. And this will tell you who you need to tell. So catch this. There's four parts. The first one is confess. Because confession is so important. And I'm not talking about like a priest. I'm talking about find someone who, who you respect, someone who, who is a... Uh, a person of faith, someone who you know who won't go as soon as you tell, who won't go telling everybody else. Find someone who you can talk to, confess. Because when you, when you make that confession, when you talk about these things, when you get it out, confession will drop those weights off of your life. Confession is good. The second thing is this. The second thing from this verse is pray. You see, you can go and you confess and you can tell someone all your things and everything that's happened and everything that's went on. And you confess, can confess to someone and all that's good and wonderful. But you need someone to pray for you. You need someone to pray with you. And not someone who says, I'll pray for you. You need someone who will grab you right there and pray down heaven over you and over your life. You need someone who will take you in that moment and say, let's pray right now. Let's do this right now. I'll pray for you. And, 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 and um, you know, because there's so many people who are like, I'll pray for you. And then turn and like, for how many of you guys, let's be honest, I've done that before. Like, oh, yeah, I'll pray for you. And then I like, oh, I totally forgot about that. And, but we all do that. But you, we need someone who will grab you right there in that moment and say, let's pray right now. And touch heaven. And the Bible says, it goes on to say this. Someone, uh, so to pray for each other so that you may be, what? Healed. I know when I'm carrying around these things and, I'm, and I've got these, these sins and these hurts and these pains and these shameful things in my life, these things that I've done, when I confess, when I give it to God, and when I talk to someone, 
I, I begin to find healing in my heart. I begin to find healing in my life. You'll be healed. The third thing from the verse, it says this, the earnest prayer of a what? The earnest prayer of a, of a what? Of a righteous person. This is why I don't recommend that you go to your friends and confess. And not saying your friends aren't righteous, but let's be honest, we've had some friends who have come and who, we have some friends who have gone. And, and, and you know they could share some things. They could say some things. But a righteous person, there's someone who, there's something about a righteous person who will love you no matter what. No matter what you say, no matter what you've done, no matter what you have to tell, there's something about a righteous person who will say, I hear you, and I, 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 I hear what you're going through and what you've struggled with and what's happened to you, and I still love you. No matter how bad you feel, no matter how dirty you feel, no matter how bad of a thing that you've done, I, st- <clears throat> I still love you. <clears throat> Is there anyone in your life that you look up to that you could consider righteous? That you could consider righteous? I hope so, and it's not just because not just because I or any of our volunteers, we want to know all of your business. That's not what it's all about. I, I actually really don't. But it's, it's, that's not the reason, and that's not the purpose. But I guarantee that if you came to me, if you came to, to Kristen, to any of our adult volunteers, we will hear you. We will continue to love you, and we will continue to pray for you. We will help you. We will never stop Loving you no matter what. The fourth thing from this verse is this. That very last, last two words. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces what? Wonderful results. Let me tell you why. It's not because we're holy or it's not because we're super Christians. It's because we're completely trusting the Lord ourselves. Honestly, tell God, confess to God, but the most, and, and do that, um, that's, that's the most important part, but there's that second part, finding, finding, the, finding the right people to be in your life, finding the right people that you can talk to. See, when I gave my life to the Lord sitting on a curb outside of my house with my best friend who had just overdosed on drugs the week before just got out of the hospital. In that moment, I I didn't start just pouring out my guts and I didn't start confessing everything to my friend. I I confessed to God, say, God, I'm a sinner. I've messed up. I've made mistakes and I need forgiveness. And I poured out everything in that moment to God and say, God, I give all of this to you. And then here's what I did. I went to my youth pastor. His name was Tracy. And and (laughs) here's the amazing thing about Tracy. Um, Tracy was barely even a Christian himself. It, not really, but kind of really. And like even in our church, like he, well, I'll tell you that story another time. I'm short on time. But, but I went to Tracy and I talked with him and I had a conversation with him and, and we just talked. We just had a conversation. I didn't, and I didn't just spill my guts and then I did this and I did this and, then I, and this is what happened and I did this. That's not what I did. I had a conversation And Tracy patiently listened, and he loved me no matter what. I knew he loved me. I considered him a righteous person. He prayed for me, and in that moment, my heart was healed. My heart was healed. There was a huge 
weight that lifted off of my life. And since then, my life has produced wonderful results. I'm not saying like, like I'm such an amazing person or I've done such amazing things, but because I've taken these steps and because I did these things and because I've, I confess to God and I talked to a trusted friend, someone who know I lo- that I loved and someone who I looked up to and someone who I could respect, someone who was a, 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 someone full of faith, because of that, it has great power and produces wonderful results. Anybody want wonderful results?